Scientists say that cheese might be good for your brain health. Hundreds of people identifying as dogs gathered in Berlin. And a national world record was broken at the boot-throwing championships. These are the weird stories for Thursday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast in the known universe. I have three weird news segments from all over the world. Let's get right to it now, shall we, my friends? Scientists say that eating cheese might be good for your cognitive health. It's the sound of science. As if I didn't need another reason to eat copious amounts of cheese, which I love. Apparently, they're saying it might be linked to cognitive health. And if you add a cracker and some pepperoni, it'll raise your flatulence output as well, from my experience. Let's dig into the story and find out how much we need to eat in order to win Jeopardy. We have here a recent study published by the Multidisciplinary Digital Publishing Institute. They suggest there might be a correlation between regular cheese consumption and better cognitive health in the elderly population. Well, what about the rest of us, man? I want to get smart from some cheese. It says, over the years, the nexus between dietary habits and their impact on physical well-being has been firmly established. However, the realm of cognitive health in its relation to food intake is an area that's still being actively explored. Dairy products, especially milk and cheese, have previously been under the microscope, with some studies hinting at their protective benefits for your brain. But they say the evidence has been inconsistent, so let's see what they found. A recent cheese brain study is rooted in the premise of some previous research which suggested a beneficial association between cheese intake and cognitive acumen. I don't know what acumen means. I think it means ability, cognitive ability. Yeah. We're uh, just figuring this out as we go. Public school education, guys. Your host has a public school education. The research team here analyzed data from 1,516 participants age 65 and above, recruited from a pool of a geriatric survey that the team conducted once per year every two years. These individuals were based in Tokyo and Japan. Tokyo and Japan. Tokyo is Japan. Public school. They were subjected to detailed assessments concerning their dietary patterns with a special focus on their cheese consumption. Their cognitive capabilities were then gauged using the mini mental state examination, which is a widely used 30-point test of cognitive functions among the elderly. It includes tests of orientation, attention, memory, language, and visual spatial skills. For the scope of this research, a score of 23 or below was categorized as indicative of a lower cognitive function. After rigorous data analysis, factoring in variables such as age, physical activity, and overall dietary habits, the results showed that participants who incorporated some cheese into their diets were less likely to have a score below 23. Well, holy cow, it sounds like you are going to have a healthier brain if you dig into some more cheese. So I'm prescribing pizza to everybody 65 and older. What could possibly go wrong by prescribing copious amounts of cheese to the elderly? I don't see the issue. We have a quote from the researchers. Let's hear what these nerds have to say. 
Although the present study was an analysis of cross-sectional data of Japanese community-dwelling older adults, the results suggest that cheese intake is inversely associated with lower cognitive function, even after adjusting for multiple confounding factors. In the future, a large-scale longitudinal analysis is needed to elucidate the causal relationship. Does anyone know what that is? English, man, do you speak it? I don't understand any of that. I'm just really proud that I was able to get through all those hard words in one take. Must be because I've been eating some blue cheese on my salad recently. Oh, love blue cheese dressing, man. Some people don't like the blue cheese. They say it's very smelly. Oh, I dig it, man. I dig it. I'll put it in anything. You know, I don't know what we do with this information. There's so many conflicting reports out there on dietary decisions. It's like two weeks ago, a study says, "Eh, don't eat cheese. It's inflammatory. It leads to degenerative diseases. And then a week later, they're like, no, eat the cheese. It's good for your brain health. It's good for cognitive well-being, quote. Personally, I just have everything in moderation for the most part. Little bit of pizza, no problem. Little bit of red meat, no problem. Little bit of coffee, no (laughs) problem. Little bit of coffee, that's a good one. Fiction can be fun, but I prefer the reference section. Hundreds of people who identify as dogs gather to bark at each other. This story is out of Germany. It begins with the question, are these people barking mad? Hundreds of people who apparently identify as dogs met up in a city center in Germany where they communicated by barking and howling at one another. There was a total of about 1,000 what are being called trans-species activists who met up at the Berlin Potsdamer Platz railway station in the German capital. The group say they do not identify as human beings at all and instead wish to be recognized as pooches. Well, call animal control, man. You can't can't have a railway station invaded by canine. Let's find out how it went down and what happened. And maybe there's an interview with one of these maniacs that I can read and we can all laugh at them. Who am I kidding? I don't need an interview from one of these individuals to laugh at them. Besides, all we're going to get is some barks and howls. It says here the so-called trans species people claim they do not feel or identify as human beings, but instead as specific animals or mythological beings. Ooh, which, which mythological beings? Huh? Pan? Is that a... What's the half goat, half human one? Oh, thank you, Google. I looked it up. A half goat, half human is called either a satyr or a fawn or a centaur. Is that centaur is one of them? Oh, that's the horse legs. You have the the legs of a horse and the upper torso of a man is a centaur. There's a bunch of mythical creatures out there. Um, It doesn't indicate which ones these people are identifying with. I'm going to still call them people. That's just what I'm going to do. Cancel me if you want to. I'm recording a podcast in a closet. See if I give a damn. The article here goes on to explain why dog impersonators have taken the internet by storm in recent years. I say it's major psychosis, uh, but apparently they're saying it's something else. They, They are emulating the most famous dog identifier. It's a Japanese man known only as Toko who identifies as a collie. He went viral recently for his authentic dog costume in which he spent 2 million yen on it. It's very lifelike. And he did all of this to fulfill his lifelong fantasy of becoming an animal. I covered the story on the podcast a couple of months ago, I believe. Anyone remember this? Raise your hand. Oh, I see some of you. 
Yeah, so our man Toko, the Japanese Kali, was an internet sensation, amassing over 52,000 subscribers on YouTube when he shared videos of him being taken out for walks on all fours, and along with that, attempting to perform some tricks in exchange for fake dog food. This story also cites another example. A British man named Tom Peters in 2019 made headlines when he identified as a Dalmatian. I don't recall this Tom Peters fella. Uh, experts are saying, we all need to know this. There's a differentiation between Therians, which are people who identify as a creature other than humans, and furries, who are individuals who enjoy cosplaying in animal suits. So they want you to know the difference, guys. It's very important for the culture now to know this so that you don't mislabel somebody. <laughs> I'm going to mislabel them all. No, not mislabel them. I'm going to accurately label all of them as idiots. That's just me. We have a, a doctor of psychology named Elizabeth who says Therians might, quote, believe that they are a cat soul reincarnated into a human body. Some furries are Therians and some Therians are furries, but they are two distinct groups. All right. Is everybody writing this down? Now, guys, you also want to know that you shouldn't confuse this uh, furry and Therian behavior for fetishes. All right, there is animal-like behavior that has been fetishized in the BDSM kink world. There's something known as puppy play, where participants, usually men, are equipped with muzzles, collars, or leashes and ordered to behave like a dog. All right, guys, we have all our terms defined now. Now we know. <laughs> now, I'm just preparing you for when you all have offspring, because eventually... You're going to have a kid that identifies as something non-human in the future. That just seems to be the the trend. <laughs> this is where society's going. There's a video of all of this, this gathering. It's funny that security allowed this in a very busy railway station. Uh, but if I, I don't know, if I was breakdancing and I had a boombox next to me, they'd probably kick me out. In the video, strangely, everyone's wearing masks. All of the canines are wearing masks, which is weird to me because because how are you supposed to smell anybody's butts if you got a mask on? Don't you don't you want to smell each other's butts? I mean, that's what you're gathering for, right? To smell some butts. <laughs> um, this could be a rabies outbreak waiting to happen as well. We need to test these little critters. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Yay! A world record was just broken at the National Boot Throwing Championship. This is a weird contest. That's why I'm covering it. I like weird contests. A Guinness world record was broken at the National Plowing Championships in Colaos? Someplace in Ireland, anyways, yesterday. Almost 1,000 hardy festival goers braved those muddy fields to set a record for the most people individually throwing a single Wellington boot into the air at the same time. Oh, all right. So the record isn't how high you can throw the boot. The record is how many people will agree to get together and get wasted in a muddy 
field in Ireland and throw a boot into the air. In total, 995 people threw what are called wellies at the same time, which beat the previous record of 792, which was set in England five years ago. We have a quote from Elaine, who is the national president of MACRA, which is the young farmers organization that organized this boot throwing event. And she was shocked that the group managed to break the record. She says, I can't put it into words how it feels. It feels absolutely amazing. After the work that has gone into this over the last few days, some people may say it's a daft idea, but look, now we are in the Guinness Book of World Records, aren't we? Yes, not daft now, we're in the world record books. From young people to old, from grandparents to grandchildren, a wide variety of people took part in the event, despite the area being extremely muddy from the rains of the previous days. But Elaine... A native of Limerick admitted she feared they would not get enough numbers to break the record at all. It was great to see so many people here throwing a boot. I came out at one stage and saw we were only 300 people. I went out and I begged people to come down. I begged them to come and throw a boot in the mud. It was very... It was it was humiliating, really, to beg a stranger to just come into the mud and throw a boot. Well, I have a very odd set of skills. <laughs> I can convince people to gather and throw a boot in the mud. Elaine is very, very excited. She says that another attempt to re-break the boot-throwing record could be made in the future. She added that the wellies will be cleaned and donated to Ukrainian children in Ireland, which is very nice. All right, well, unfortunately, the article doesn't have... Any information on the history of this boot-throwing event? So I did a little Google search. Uh, they also call this welly-wanging. Welly-wanging. In other words, wanging your welly, which sounds sexual, but it really means just throwing your Wellington boot. It says the sport appears to have originated in the West Country of England in the 1970s and rapidly became a popular activity at village festivals and fundraising events across Britain. It does say that Finland uh, held the first official boot-throwing competition in 1992. The sport is now more popular than ever, they say, and there is even the International Boot-Throwing Association. All right, so this is more popular than I expected, perhaps even you expected. And uh, if you're a weak individual and can't even hoist one of those heavy shot puts, but you still want to participate in a some sort of throwing championship. It sounds like the welly wanging might be for you. So look that up and uh, bring me along because I'll participate. Yeah, I'll throw my con. You guys know what a con is? <laughs> Yay! Hello, everybody. Thanks for joining me for this episode of Weird AF News. I so appreciate it. And I want to read an email that I got from Angela who just wanted to send me a random expression of gratitude. She said... Hey, Jonesy, I love your podcast. I feel like you are, you are genuine in your appreciation of your listeners. Your podcasts dispel my sense of being alone. This is very valuable to me. Sometimes your humor bombs, but I don't care because I appreciate your authenticity most of all. I am autistic, have PTSD and anxiety, and your podcasts are an important part of my self-care. I know this is a lot to lay on a person, but I realized that I had not expressed how much I appreciate you, Jonesy. Thank you, uh, Angela. Isn't that sweet? What a sweet email. Man, getting emails like that really warm the cockles of my heart. I don't know what that word means, but 
they say it around Christmas time. I think it, I think it means it just makes my heart very warm. So I want to give a shout out to Angela Bishop for that lovely, lovely email. And I'm so, I'm so grateful to uh, be part of your day, part of your life and part of your self care. I never thought in a million years I would be part of anybody's self care. And if you told anybody that knew me growing up that this would be the case, they would tell you, you were crazy. (laughs) So that makes me feel good. And I just wanted to give thanks for that message of gratitude. And you guys can always email me funnyjones at gmail.com. You can slide into my DMs on Instagram at funnyjones as well. Today's Thursday. So tomorrow is Friday. And as most of you know, I'll only be doing weird news from the state of Florida. So if you come across any Florida stories, please don't hesitate to email me a link so that I can cover the weird Florida stories tomorrow. Well, you know, I'm going to do the best episode that I can leading you into the weekend. If you would like to call the show, the number 646-450-2012, please leave me a voicemail of gratitude or, or really anything. You can leave any sort of voicemail you'd like. Just try and don't go crazy with the swearing and vulgarities, please. And lastly, if you want to support the show, you can do so by buying Jonesy a coffee, right? You can buy me a coffee off my website, weirdafnews.com. Or you can hire me on Cameo at Cameo.com slash Comedian Jonesy. Or you can join the Patreon. That's right. Patreon.com slash Weird AF News is another way to do it. And you can also download the Patreon app on your phone. Do a search for Weird AF News. And that's like buying Jonesy a coffee every month. Very, very helpful. I'm going to try to publish some phone calls after this if I can get my technology in order. So uh, you might hear some calls. Just Just giving you a a heads up on that. All right. I appreciate all of you and we'll see you tomorrow for Florida Friday. Good luck with your life, man.